Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In the hyper-competitive fight for top talent, organizations are looking for innovative ways to attract, retain, and engage their employees. In this HCI podcast episode, I will explore employees' desire to make a difference through their work, and I'll explore leveraging an organization's social impact strategy. Today, the topic is maximizing employee engagement by leveraging a sustainable organizational social impact strategy. I know that's a mouthful, but we're going to get through it. And I'm really excited about this topic. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, Before we jump on in uh, and before I even do a little personal introduction, I just wanted to say, given the current circumstances of COVID-19, the global pandemic, and the reality that we are all facing uh, with working from home and juggling family life and work life and dealing with the emotional toll um, that social isolation brings with it, as well as the fear and anxiety connected with um, social isolation, people losing jobs, the, the economy, uh, that, not to mention all the health issues you know, it's a, it's a struggle, it's a challenge, and I just want to acknowledge and validate any concerns that any of you may have at this time, and I hope that your involvement in the webinar uh, will be beneficial and that it'll help give you hope uh, and that it'll help to uh, help, help you feel uh, like you can take control over at least some small aspect of your life. Uh, I also, in relation to that, just want to say I do apologize if, if if uh, there's noise that comes uh, from my family. I am, like all of you, working from home. I'm recording this from home. Uh, I'm currently in my bedroom recording this webinar uh, while my uh, family is uh, out having lunch. So, you know, my wife and six children at times can be noisy. My dogs can be noisy. So if any of them happen to make some noise and ruckus, uh, I hope that you will be forgiving of that and understanding, uh, recognizing that we're kind of all in the same situation right now. Uh, For those of you who've joined the webinar series in the past, um, you know a little bit about me, but let me just take a moment and do a little bit more of a personal introduction. Uh, I'm a professor of organizational leadership uh, in the Woodbury School of Business at Utah Valley University, where I've worked for 11 years now. I'm also the department chair and I'm the uh, academic director of the Center for Social Impact at UVU. Now, that title should give you a clue as to the passion that I have for the social impact topic that we're going to be exploring together today. And of course, I am the managing partner and principal at Human Capital Innovations. And for the last 
couple of decades, I've been working with organizations from across the globe on how to develop positive cultures, employee-centric uh, policies and practices, uh, as well as issues like utilizing and leveraging social impact initiatives and programs uh, to engage their employees. So that's what I'm gonna be talking with you about today. And as always, I welcome questions, comments. You can either reach out to me uh, by email, uh, offline, or uh, connect with me through the Human Capital Innovations website, however best works for you. Uh, but I would love to continue this conversation uh, after the webinar is over uh, so that we can explore together what you might be able to do within your organizations to really truly maximize the potential of your employees and to leverage their uh, their human capital in a, such a way that you can it can lead to greater sustainable organizational success. Here you can see what we're going to cover in the next little bit. I'll start briefly with um, you know what is social impact. Uh, of course, it's something I feel very passionately about. It's something I spend a lot of time thinking about, and I spend a lot of my time, both in terms of research, teaching, consulting, working with organizations in this area, but I recognize it's not something that's probably on the forefront of most of your minds. Um, so hopefully, over the course of this uh, webinar, that you'll have a better sense of what it is and how you might be able to utilize it, um, but I'll start there. Um, the, what's the business case for organizational social impact initiatives uh, and programming? Uh, we'll walk through that briefly. Uh, I want to present to you a couple of models that can be utilized as you try to think about uh, holistic, system-wide social impact. Uh, so the pathways of social impact is something uh, that has come out of Stanford and uh, University of Minnesota and a uh, working group. Uh, from across the nation as they try to recognize and understand how to have more sustainable, long-lasting, um, meaningful, holistic impact in our communities. Uh, the Active Citizen Continuum, which comes from a nonprofit called Breakaway, uh, I'll walk you through what that means and really what both of those models can mean for what you might be able to do in your organization. I'll provide a brief example uh, of, of social impact within a corporate setting and how that can be utilized, and then ultimately we'll finish off with action steps for organizational leaders, what can each of you do right now to, to get the ball rolling so you can have meaningful impact uh, within your organizations? So let's start with uh, social impact. What is it? Uh, in a nutshell, what we're trying to do, whether it's in a government capacity, nonprofit, corporate, uh, an educational setting, uh, you know, across industries, across sectors, um, we have an opportunity through the work we do in our organizations to impact our communities. So the question is, are we purposeful and meaningful and strategic in how we go about um, thinking about that impact? And will it be a positive impact or will it be a negative impact? We hear in the news all the time, stories of negative impact. In fact, the, those negative stories tend to get a lot of, uh, they get a lot of coverage, right? So you have an oil spill, you have, as some sort of envir negative environmental impact, that gets covered. You have some sort of uh, or an organization who does something that ultimately impacts negatively on the community health, that gets covered. Um, there's all these different types of negative social impact that can occur, uh, but certainly organizations also do positive things to, to help and build their communities 
uh, around them and to to respond to to larger societal social issues and challenges. Uh, and that's really what social impact is all about: is that we we want to try to utilize the the resources of our organization to not only provide a great product and service uh, that consumers want, uh, but also through those same activities that we can also benefit our surrounding communities. That can happen in a variety of ways. So in this graphic, you see uh, a lot of those different types of things. Um, social entrepreneurship, where you're using business and social and entrepreneurial uh, ideas to further social causes. Uh, social enterprise in a nonprofit setting or a corporate setting. You, there's all sorts of issues that you can look at. Human and civil rights, social impact within the educational sphere, public sector and public policy related uh, work, environmental sustainability, international development. Uh, the, the focus today is a little bit more on the corporate, uh, corporate social impact element, but, but all these can apply. The re relationship to health, uh, impact investing, uh, so on and so forth. There's so many different ways that this can be implemented in different ways that it looks. Uh, there's no one size fits all. Um, but the bottom line is that we want to try to think strategically about what we're doing within our organizations so that we can help the communities around us and the people that we serve in our organizations. So what's the business case for social impact initiatives? Uh, it, it Certainly, it, it sounds nice, right? It, yeah, we want to, through, through the work that we do in our organization, we want to better society. We want to better our communities. That sounds nice. It's good PR. Um, but is there an actual tangible business case for doing it as well beyond the PR spin? And I think there's a, a significant amount of research that demonstrates that absolutely, yes, uh, there is a clear business case directly going to the bottom line of the organization that organizations that are more socially minded are, are uh, more sustainable organizations and they can see a, a wide variety of positive outcomes for their organization, including higher profitability. So that's important, right? Organizational leaders need to understand that what they're doing will have an ROI. What, you know, the, the time and effort that I put into these initiatives will ultimately pay off. Uh, it'll make the organization stronger. It will, it will help us um, uh, represent ourselves better to shareholders and to investors and so forth. Uh, of course, all of that's very important. But I do, before I jump into some of those, I, I want to really focus on for a moment uh, the importance of being a good corporate citizen. Uh, let's set aside all, uh, all bottom line elements for a moment. Uh, of course, businesses are, businesses are in business to make money. Businesses are in business to provide a product and service to the consumer. Uh, that's all understood. Uh, but businesses also benefit from so social infrastructure, public infrastructure. Uh, they benefit greatly um, through often through tax breaks, uh, to invite new companies to come into an area. There's a whole wide range of ways that organizations benefit uh, from public infrastructure and from the surrounding community. And so I think it's necessarily uh, vital that we consider the importance of being a good corporate citizen in and of itself, uh, separate from any way, you know, any way that it'll benefit us, but just the fact that we need to be good corporate citizens. 
uh, in today's world, I think that's more important than it has ever been before. We need to be good corporate citizens. So I hope, I hope you'll think about that. I, I hope you'll think about your organization and what you're doing to be a good corporate citizen, uh, what you're doing as a leader to be a good corporate citizen, and what, how you're, how you're um, portraying that value to your employees uh, in and of itself is vital. It's very important. But now that I've said that, uh, there is a really clear business case for doing this as well. It will help your organization. Uh, one of the main ways is through increased employee engagement. Uh, there's a lot of research. I've done a lot of research myself, but there's others that have done a lot of research on social impact uh, initiatives and how that can help um, attract and retain great employees. Uh, employees today, they want to feel like their work is making a difference. Uh, there's a variety of things they want to get from the workplace experience. They want interesting work. They want to be challenged. They want to have an opportunity to stretch and grow. They want opportunities for promotions. They want to uh, further develop their skills. They want to build meaningful uh, professional relationships, so on and so forth. There's all these things that employees want to do in the workplace. But when we look at uh, employ the employees of today, particularly millennial and Gen Z workers, they are disproportionately driven by the desire to, to drive a social good. Uh, that that the work that the, knowing that the work that they do will ultimately benefit the world, benefit society. That they individually and then collectively can can make a difference uh, and pr and provide a, a positive social impact in their communities. Uh, so when we can embed those types of opportunities and experiences within the workplace, uh, within the, the, the general scope of the, the, the duties of a given worker, you know, obviously they have to do a whole range of things, but if, if a piece of it can be directly driven towards social impact strategy, uh, you can leverage that in so many ways to enhance the engagement of your employees. And of course, there's a tremendous amount of research showing the benefits of employee engagement. More, empl more engaged employees stick around. They perform better. They're more innovative, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, so the business case for social impact initiatives within a corporation uh, is directly linked to employee engagement. When we employ, when, when we engage our employees through social impact efforts, uh, we are helping our business. It also leads to other um, intangible types of value for our organization, brand loyalty and reputation. Uh, there, there is a PR spin. Uh, you know, in, in the business world, we hear a lot about corporate social responsibility, the triple bottom line, all of these different issues that at least within, within the broader community in terms of reputation are seen as important. Uh, and that is absolutely true. Uh, so if, if I want my organization to be seen by the consumers and by the labor market, you know, potential employees as a socially responsible organization, um, a socially responsible brand, that will enhance my brand loyalty. The consumers will keep coming back. It'll enhance my public reputation. It'll help me uh, to be able to better sell my products and services and to attract and retain great employees. It's a really attractive organizational culture. Uh, we, we hear a lot about this in the tech industry, uh, high tech 
tech companies that tend to focus on these types of initiatives, um, these cultural values and such. But it's, it's not unique to tech. Uh, it, it can apply to any type of organization, uh, nonprofit, for-profit, government, uh, educational, whatever, across industries and sectors. Um, uh, a socially minded organizational culture is an attractive culture for most employees, particularly millennial and Gen Z employees. It also helps uh, enhance employee and employer relationships. Uh, because when, when I as a leader demonstrate to my employees that I understand what's important to them and that I'm giving them a chance and an opportunity to do a little bit more of what they're passionate about each and every day, when I do that as a leader, uh, I build trust uh, and I demonstrate to them that I see them, I hear them, uh, I value them, and that I want to leverage their passions to both help the organization and help develop them as a person and help our broader communities. And then there's lots of research that shows that it, it does things like enhancing or it increases organizational citizenship behaviors, um, you know, being a good team player, there's a whole variety of different ways that that manifests, enhancing uh, employee creativity and innovation, which of course is what we all need and want. We all need agile uh, employees and leaders who can adapt to uh, emerging situations and shifting contexts, and that requires a lot of creativity, and we have to think on our feet, we have to be innovative. Uh, we need engaged employees to do that, and we can, we can do that better when we tap into those social impact passions that people have. Increased employee organizational commitment. Uh, it, the, given the current state of the world economy and the nature of organizations, the shifting psychological contract, um, many organizations don't show a, a large amount of commitment and loyalty to their employees and vice versa. Employees often don't show a lot of commitment to their employer. Uh, and so you see a lot of movement, you see a lot of uh, employees ship, uh, jumping ship and moving to other organizations. Some of that's inevitable, right? It's just the nature of the economy we live in, uh, the world we live in today and, and the nature of the current econ economic system. But uh, you can, uh, it, it, that's not inevitable. You can have greater levels of organizational commitment. You can demonstrate your commitment to your employees and you can, uh, earn that trust and commitment back from them. And um, this is one of those ways you can do that. And then it just amplifies employee motivation and performance in so many ways. So it's, it's, it's a very powerful mechanism um, to do a lot of these really positive um, elements that have been demonstrated in the academic literature and in the uh, professional practitioner oriented research and studies um, for decades. Uh, and as I do my own consulting work and I, and I work with organizations, I've seen firsthand how positive all of these types of initiatives can be and how, how these behaviors, uh, values can be uh, enhanced within an organization. Let me talk briefly now about the pathways of social impact. So uh, a few slides back, you saw the, the graphic of a variety of different ways that, uh, that social impact might manifest itself. Um, here is another way of thinking about it. Um, the, the Pathways of Social Impact, again, comes out of Stanford, uh, University of Minnesota, and uh, a, a working group of, of like-minded individuals from across the country who, who basically were trying to understand how can we better um, benefit our communities 
and recognizing that kind of old models tended to focus uh, in a more limited way, um, failing to see a more holistic picture of how we might address uh, really complex social problems. Um, so here you can see six main pathways. Uh, now we could divide these up into, we, you know, we could parse this out even further and have more categories, but six is a good number to help us wrap our minds around the general idea of like all the different elements systematically that we would need to think about um, to, uh, to respond to a social issue. Uh, direct service. You know, we, sometimes we just have to volunteer. We have to go and sort cans at the food bank. We have to uh, do a food drive and collect food. We have to go out and, and paint over graffiti and clean up the streets and uh, help out, uh, you know, doing, doing volunteering directly to organizations and to individuals in need. That, that's important, that always will be important, um, but we cannot and we will never be able to volunteer our way uh, out of poverty, for example. Um, despite all the best of intentions that someone might have, um, just volunteering isn't going to accomplish uh, any meaningful, sustainable social impact in that, that um, area. It's one important element uh, of many, right? Now I'll come back to that example in a minute. Um, Community-engaged learning and research. Uh, so universities, for example, as anchor institutions can be leveraged, and I do this a lot in my home university at Utah Valley University, where I'll send my students out to do consulting projects with local nonprofits and government agencies where they will do organizational development and change management consulting projects to help benefit those organizations so they can do a better job of serving, you know, of providing their products and services to their service population uh, and have a broader social impact. Um, so as professors work with students and community partners and conduct community-based research or do community-based projects, um, universities and institutions of education, both at the, uh, the K through 12, as, as well as the university level, uh, they, they can be anchor institutions and they can provide a great amount of value back to the community. Uh, so that's, that's important. Social entrepreneurship and corporate social responsibility. Now, when a lot of people think of corporate social impact, this is the one they usually think about. Uh, they think about social entrepreneurship, a social enterprise, they think about uh, the triple bottom line and being a, a socially responsible organization, that's all really important. Um, and having market-oriented responses to social problems, to, to uh, address challenges and issues, that's all really great. Uh, but in and of itself, um, it, it, you're not going to uh, attack and really resolve major complex societal issues just through social entrepreneurship and corporate social responsibility. We have policies and policy and governance, participating in the political process, policy making, mm -hmm. um, community organizing and activism, where you in, you're involving, educating, and mobilizing individuals for collective action, and philanthropy, uh, donating or using private funds or charitable contributions from individuals or institutions to contribute to the public good. Now, if we can see societal problems from all of these different angles and then we can create programs and initiatives that 
we can tap our people into their passions in relation to these different areas, then we can have a holistic social impact strategy for a particular issue facing our community uh, in which we work, uh, that we can actually make a, a measurable difference in that issue. So just like a minute ago when I said, we're not going to volunteer our way out of poverty, uh, direct service is important, but we need to mobilize business, right? To, to address uh, some of the underlying issues related to uh, perpetual poverty. Um, we, but we also need to uh, leverage the resources at our institutions and our anchor institutions um, through community engaged learning and research. Uh, policy and governance plays a huge role in terms of the various laws uh, and advocacy that has to happen um, to resolve those sorts of issues. We can uh, mobilize, uh, we can help mobilize people in our communities to address these problems. We can fundraise, we can do all sorts of things, right? When we start to tackle things from all these different directions, that's when we have the chance to actually make a meaningful impact, not just feel good about it, not just, you know, not just so that the warm fuzzy so we can pat ourselves on the back and feel good about doing something good, um, but that we're actually helping people, that we're actually making the community a, a little bit better. Um, through what we're doing in our organization. Another way of thinking about this is the active citizen continuum. Uh, this comes from a nonprofit called Breakaway. Uh, it's, a, it's a very simple process, but the idea is that people come to the social impact space um, with different background, with different experience, with different expertise. That's of course to be expected. Uh, and, and so we need to meet people where they're at. So within an organizational setting, if you have a corporate social impact uh, strategy and initiatives and, and programs and events and, and things like that, some of your employees will come really with no knowledge or understanding. Uh, they might have an interest, they might even have a budding passion, but they may not really know where to start or what to do. So they might come in at the member stage where they're not even particularly all that concerned about these problems, uh, but maybe they come to an event because their coworker or their friend invited them. Um, once they become more aware uh, and a little bit concerned, then they might move into the volunteer stage. Now they're well-intentioned, but not particularly well-educated about a, a complex social issue. Um, so now maybe they're, you know, going to the food bank, they're, they're uh, doing a food drive, they're, they're doing, they're trying to be proactive, right? Because um, they recognize it's important. Uh, but the next level up, a conscientious citizen, this is where they're concerned with discovering root causes. They're asking the deep questions. They're asking why. They're challenging um, the status quo and the, the conventional understanding. So an employee at this stage might be one who's working with a community partner organization, um, planning a social impact project or initiative directly. So now, you know, their, their understanding is deepening, their involvement is deepening, their passion is deepening. Uh, and the active citizen is one that the, uh, the community becomes a priority in values and life choice. It, it becomes a driving principle, uh, a driving value uh, within them. Uh, and that's, that's what we're trying to get to, right? But we need to recognize not everyone's going to be even close to that when, when we start our initiatives in our organization. But we can move people along this continuum as they get more involvement, more opportunity. Uh, where ultimately we can have employees um, 
who are directly involved in social impact uh, running the social impact initiatives. It's really quite exciting uh, when you see people progress in this way. So I wanted to give you a quick example of where I've seen this happen uh, exceptionally well um, in the recent past. So there's a, a local company here in Orem, Utah, um, called Pinnacle uh, Security. Uh, they sell security systems and, and things like that. Uh, I got in connection with uh, several of the managers at Pinnacle and one, one person who was at a VP level and they were interested in some of the work I was doing at the university in terms of social impact, um, social entrepreneurship, uh, social, social enterprise, those sorts of things. Uh, and so as we were talking, they were, they were, and they were learning and they were trying to see, well, what, what could we do within Pinnacle uh, to really catalyze the energy of all these, these employees that feel strongly about these issues. They wanna make an impact, they wanna make a difference. What can we do? Uh, and so, so I worked with them and they, they created a, a strategy. They created a whole series of events. Um, they, they, they created a whole structure. In fact, creating an, a philanthropic arm of Pinnacle called Pinnacle Securing Hope. Now, Pinnacle Securing Hope um, became the, 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 the area in the organization under which some of these initiatives happened. And it was run by employees who had their normal day job. And on top of what they were already doing in their normal job, they would put in extra time for this because it's something that they valued, that they were passionate about, they were committed to, uh, even though it meant more work for no extra pay. Um, over the course of several years, Pinnacle Securing Hope did some amazing projects. Uh, the, the first one that I was directly involved in was the Sustain Haiti. So um, years ago when the, the huge earthquake hit Haiti, they, they had um, some employees that had lived in Haiti and had connection there, and they were really concerned about that. And so they mobilized immediately, um, and they had hundreds of employees that that were involved in a 5K event to raise funds. They did an employee matching program um, where employees could put uh, money towards uh, the cause. Uh, and ultimately, over the course of about a six month period, they raised about $150,000 that they were able to then uh, take uh, to Haiti uh, to help uh, locals there. They did a series of educational workshops, uh, to help um, individuals in Haiti. Uh, they provided uh, microgrant funding. They did a, a whole variety of things um, that was hugely beneficial to help people who were uh, in dire straits in Haiti. Uh, it was amazing for me to see the energy and the passion of these employees at Pinnacle during this time. Again, this, this is all extra. They're, they're doing their normal jobs, uh, but they're doing all of this on top of their normal work uh, because they were passionate about it. And the amount of uh, loyalty and commitment that was engendered in these employees because they, their passions, uh, their budding passions were, were uh, encouraged, you know, you, fanning the flames of these passions. And ultimately um, the, the company provided the support and the structure uh, to be able to do these, these types of projects and programs uh, and the employees valued that they they valued that greatly so the company benefited uh, because it had it had 
employees that loved the company and, and were devoted and committed and, and working at higher levels of, of productivity. Uh, the employees were greatly benefited because they obviously, you know, were, were loving work. They were loving going to work. They were loving being involved. Uh, they were loved, they loved being able to help out. Uh, and of course the community benefited. Uh, the surrounding community here locally benefited from having some of these events and opportunities for people to contribute, uh, but also the, the community in Haiti benefited. Um, so that, that, that was the first of many that started to come. A few years later, they did another one, um, Going Beyond Borders, where they went to help uh, resolve, uh, address concerns um, in Africa. Uh, related to healthcare and education, uh, they were able to raise a tremendous amount of money uh, just within their their pool of employees, um, who then were the people who who went on on these trips to staff these um, <clears throat> these projects. Really quite incredible. Um, and then one that was really neat was uh, domes for the world. Uh, it's the idea for domes for the world is that you go to uh, to countries and communities that are often devastated by hurricanes and, and other extreme weather, and you create these simple dome structures that can be built in a day. Uh, they're they're cheap to build, but they're very strong and sturdy, can withstand severe weather, and ultimately you're able to provide sustainable housing uh, to a lot of people very cheaply. Um, and another fantastic initiative um, where, where Pinnacle employees did all the planning, they raised the funds, they traveled um, to various locations in the global south to, uh, to implement and, and create the, this, this housing uh, for these individuals. Now, none of this, none of this was directly related to the main mission of Pinnacle. Uh, but because of the foresight of some some of the organizational leaders, uh, and and perhaps a little bit of serendipity in in terms of connections and um, getting people on the same page, this became just a, a tremendous opportunity for them uh, that they've been able to build off of for years. I think this can happen in pretty much any organization. You 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 listen to your employees what they're passionate about, what they're interested in, and then you leverage existing systems within the company um, to carry out initiatives for the social good. Uh, it's a win-win-win. So let me um, start to wrap up here with um, some ideas for action steps for leaders. I think it's really important to create buy-in and commitment uh, from top leadership. So in the pinnacle example, uh, there were a few key individuals, um, a couple that were at the kind of the lower middle management level, but one key individual who's at the VP level, who really got, caught the vision and bought into it. That was really important because then they could have key conversations with others and ultimately um, get all the support necessary to start moving things forward. Uh, so, you, you know, that depending on the organization, its history, uh, the leaders in your organization, that could be easier said than done. You know, that, that could be quite a process in and of itself, but you have to work towards um, developing and, and fostering leadership buy-in and commitment. 
so that it could be seen as something that's simultaneously grassroots, but also with top-down support where people can see, they can see um, their, their leaders demonstrating the importance they put on these initiatives through their, their involvement. Um, <clears throat> I think that's very important. Uh, fostering a shared society-centric organizational culture. I think regardless of what your organization does, regardless of the mission and the product or service that you provide, all organizations can have an, a foundation of a, of a societal orientation in a society-centric culture. Um, employees want that. Uh, well, most employees do at least. Most employees want that, and we have an opportunity to leverage um, that those passions. We need to then establish employee and community buy-in. So it's not just enough for leaders to say that it's important, but they have to start helping the, the employees understand the value and the importance and the opportunity that's there. But then you also have to connect with the community. And you have to be able to address real problems, real challenges, not just perceived problems, not just things that, you know, we're sitting around thinking, oh, I really think we should solve this problem, but talking with the community, uh, the, those people who serve in the nonprofits, those people that are, are addressed on the front lines of addressing societal issues day in and day out, talk to those people. Uh, that's really important. You can involve key employee and community representatives in the decision-making and planning process. Uh, so it doesn't just have to be the C-suite executives. You can have you can have a task force of people from across the organizational hierarchy. But it's also important that you make sure that you involve the community in that process. Get bring them into the discussion. Help them be part of deciding the scope and scale, the types of issues to be addressed, and, and what you're going to do. Start an organization-wide employee community partner social impact educational initiative. So. You're going to have to help some employees understand what all this means and what you're trying to accomplish. You're also going to have to help people in the community understand what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish and how they fit into it. So having a comprehensive plan in place and then implementing uh, that kind of an educational initiative and having some key, key passionate uh, employees behind those educational initiatives is going to be really important. Listen to the community partner organizations living expertise. Uh, I see this all the time at the university. You know, I'm a professor, uh, you know, I have a PhD. I, I do a lot of research, you know, so I could have the tendency to say, well, I'm the expert. I'm going to go solve your problems for you. Um, perhaps that's a, a challenge in academia where sometimes um, there's a little bit of intellectual arrogance that can happen. Um, now, certainly, I bring expertise with me uh, in my background and experience, my research, uh, whatever. Uh, that's one type of expertise. But there's another type of expertise, and that comes from the people who are on the front lines doing things each and every day to try to tackle organizational challenges. That is what you need to tap into. That is very important. Uh, and so listen to them. Uh, they are living experts, even if they're not, you know, academic experts or professional experts, but they're living experts. They're doing it each and every day, and they have insights that will be vital to the success uh, of your initiatives. 
I think it's important to develop a project sustainability and assessment plan. Now, this is later on in the process. You're going to be doing a lot of work before you get to that point, but you don't want to you don't want to uh, be rolling with your your events and your programming and your initiatives with no sustainability or assessment plan in place. How are you going to know if you're being successful? How are you going to make sure that this can gain momentum and then maintain momentum over time so that it, it's not like this huge um, push of energy for six months and a year and then things just start to die down and it just fades and goes away? What, how are you, what mechanisms are you going to put in place to make sure that it becomes sustainable? Um, what are you going to put in place uh, in terms of the metrics that need to be measured? How are you going to assess success? Um, what needs to happen? Okay, you, you want to put that plan in place. You also then want to find opportunities to celebrate, share what you have accomplished and what you learned. Uh, some things will go well, some things won't go well, right? We're gonna learn through the process um, and learn from your mistakes and, and improve, but you also need to celebrate because there's gonna be some amazing things that you're gonna be able to accomplish through your work um, in trying to benefit the broader community. And then finally, uh, this is not necessarily an action step, but it's a general foundational principle of do no harm. Uh, we, of course, we're trying to create positive social impact through the through catalyzing the efforts of our employees and, and the resources of our organization. That's important, positive social impact. But just because we have good intentions doesn't mean we're going to have good results. So we need to be very intentional. We have to try to think about unintended consequences. Uh, in part, that happens as we listen to living experts uh, on the ground in the communities, uh, listening to them, listening to their experiences. Um, and then we need to ensure that we're not harming, uh, despite our best intentions, uh, that we're actually going to be benefiting, that we can avoid, um, you know, we can't avoid, we can't be perfect, and we're not going to avoid all missteps, but that we can avoid some of the major uh, pitfalls um, that can occur. We can do that if we're thoughtful, uh, if we are strategic, and if we put uh, time in advance into how we're approaching things. All right, as I wrap things up, uh, I did want to just call your attention to an article that actually is just out today, uh, this morning, uh, in Forbes, uh, titled Maximizing Employee Engagement by Leveraging an Organizational Social Impact Strategy. Uh, that's a catchy title, right? Um, now, I, I planned to do this webinar on this topic uh, several months ago when I scheduled it, um, before I had written this article, before it had, it had been accepted to be published in Forbes. Uh, but given the topic for today, <clears throat> given your interest in this topic, uh, I figure uh, this is another resource that could be beneficial for you um, that you know, largely is reinforcing a lot of things we've talked about uh, together. Um, but I, I hope you'll take a look at that and uh, let me know if, if when you have any thoughts or questions. Uh, as I wrap things up, I just want to reiterate that I would love to continue this discussion with any of you. I'm very passionate about uh, the social impact work. Of course, you know, I, I do a lot of work in, in the HR and people management world, in leadership, organizational development, change management, all these different issues. Uh, and there's certainly overlap. Uh, and if you look at, think of it in terms of a Venn diagram, there's opportunities for, you know, leveraging leadership and change management and organizational development to also um, enhance people operations and, and drive a broader uh, 
social impact, you know, positive social impact to drive, um, po you know, positive societal outcomes. That's how I view it. I, I feel like these are not individual isolated elements, but they, they all go together. Uh, that's my passion. That's what I want to help organizations do. Uh, that's what I want. Help, I want to help organizations help their surrounding communities better, be a better corporate citizen, engage their employees um, so they can attract and retain the best people and really, really leverage their capacities. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.